Oliver, hey, Cara. Um, really quick, I was excited about the two of you guys meeting each other. Yeah, Oliver was the first person to train me. Really? Yeah. Well, you did a really good job. It's because he didn't hold back. I shot him. You can't hold back either. He did shoot me. Ouch. Okay. Um, are you sure about that? <laughs> I just met these people. These people need to understand this isn't going to be easy. Don't hold back. Especially against me. Yes, sir. Wow. Is he not like me? No, he's like that with everyone. It's a warm-up to Welcome and hail Hydra to Geek Episode 138, The Discount Defenders. They got you too! <laughs> they did! <laughs> For Sit World! <laughs> oh, come on, you never liked that bastard. No, no one ever liked that nobody bastard. Nobody liked that bastard. <laughs> but hey, he had more continuity than anybody else in any of those things. He showed up in a short. He showed up on in the movies and he showed up in the shield. shield. So, so there, yeah. So not, you, not even Jack, Samuel L. Jackson can say that, right? So anyway, I'm Andy. No, he only, he only showed up in one. Yes, he did the second one. We'll talk about that. Okay, you are way ahead of the game here, I man. Am. Anyway, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. And I am also Arnim Zola. And today we are talking all about the current crop of uh, superhero and comic book based TV shows. The golden age of comic This very well could be the golden age of, of superhero and comic book TV. Well, think, think about, about it. it. I don't know. Well, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman had, you know, that was a Well, yeah, you know, moment. you know, as, in my pubescent moments, yes, in exactly. my, my pubescent life, yeah, she was. A very integral part of uh, my yeah. entertainment options, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, I mean, well, I mean, it, it's the golden age of uh, quality. Let's just say quality comedy. Yes, comic golden age of comic book movies as well. I mean, people are finally taking it seriously and realizing how to do it right. Yeah. Well, most well, studios yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um. For, for uh, Yeah, Jason Momoa kind of lost me when he said Zack Snyder was a genius. All right. <laughs> Have you actually I, heard him talk in real life and not as Carl Drogo? <laughs> and he'll always be Carl Drogo. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I, I I was within like, like maybe five or six feet from him oh, really? uh, at um, uh, Comic-Con Boston. I guarantee he reeks of Axe Body Spray. <laughs> I, actually, I actually thought he was taller. In, he, I thought he would be taller. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, so for the returning Chris's Cultural Corner, KKK, that's not good. Uh, Woohoo! Yay! Welcome back, Chris. I asked Chris to come up with the most embarrassing comic book based TV shows in history. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is what he found. <laughs> One more man. No, no, that wasn't That wasn't embarrassing. All right. Yeah. We all grew up in the I great superhero cartoons like Super <laughs> Friends, Spider Man, and. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm reading Chris's thing here. Sorry. 
We all grew up in the greatest superhero cartoons like Super Friends, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, X-Men, etc. It seemed comic book superheroes were made for cartoons. As for live-action primetime TV shows, it was a different animal altogether. There were some exceptions, like Wonder Woman, uh, Superman, the George Reeves version, Batman, the Incredible Hulk, and others. However, a lot of live-action 1970s, 1990s uh, superhero live-action shows are pretty terrible. Here's my top five worst live-action superhero TV shows. Number five, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, my God. You know you have a turkey on your hands when your creator, Stan Lee, complained publicly about your show. The show lasted only 14 episodes between 1977 and 1979. Really? I thought it was longer. Well, that was a time span. You would think that a show that went two years would have more episodes. Yeah. And keep in mind, half of these were, like, two episodes combined into one movie. Oh, sort of like what BBC does with Sherlock. Hmm. Or BBC does with all of their premiere episodes. True. Anyone, you guys actually ever watch this? Yeah, I oh, used to watch, I, you know what, I, I, I have to admit, I used to watch it a lot when I was a little kid. Because, I mean, Spider-Man was my Yeah, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, so, so yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta watch Spider-Man. What do you mean he's not crawling? What, wait a second, he's not swinging? Why is he not swinging? I still hold it, it is a more faithful adaptation of the comic book than the Japanese Sentai version of, of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, anything's a more. <laughs> that one, that one, anything is a more. In that one, Spider-Man had his own Mac. <laughs> That. <laughs> Look it up. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Spider Gundam. Well, we need Joe to watch this. Uh, put a mech in there. <laughs> put it in. But it's Pride and Prejudice. It's Pride and Prejudice and mechs now. <laughs> oh, no, I'm down for that, too. <laughs> God damn it, you two. Number four Swamp Thing. This aired that was a TV show? This aired oh, yeah. on the USA Network in the early 1990s. It was really? on the air for 72 episodes. 72? I remember actually watching some of this. I guess it paid to be a cable network. The show aired on network TV, I guarantee it wouldn't last past three episodes. I remember the movie, but I yeah. don't remember the TV show. Was it based off the movie? It was based off the second movie. Oh, like, there was the first movie that had like Ray Wise and um, Louis Jordan. Uh, directed by Wes Craven. Yeah, that was actually and pretty, pretty good. good on an elementary. Wasn't it also Adrian Barbeau? Yes. Yeah. And not the Adrian <laughs> Both of you invited me and said, oh yeah! <laughs> not the Adrian Barbeau bot. <laughs> uh, no, there was a second movie that came out in like, the late 80s with Heather Locklear. Yeah, I remember. And they still yeah. had um, Dick DeRock playing um, Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. Yeah. yeah, but essentially USA bought the suit, I guess. <laughs> um, I never actually read this because I had... I read the first, like, three years worth of the the DC iteration in the early 80s. The Frank Miller version is oh, par, the, par excellence. Oh, that, not only that, but the um, the Alan Moore. Oh, I'm sorry, Alan, Alan Moore. Alan Moore, yeah. Alan Moore. Is, is fantastic. This show was utter camp. Yeah. Utter camp. All right, number three, Captain America. Big McLaurin... <laughs> Big McLarge Huge himself, Reb Brown, plays the first Avenger. There were two TV movies because the ratings sucked. The TV series didn't happen. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise because then Reb was able to go on and start two classic turkeys. You're the Hunter from the Future and Space Mutiny. God bless Blatt and Star Cheese. <laughs> Biff Hardpack. <laughs> Dirk McHuge Large. Um, have you ever seen... I remember watching this. And I must have been, like, maybe seven or eight years old and still looking, going, this isn't Captain America. 
No. His, no. his shield is clear and he's wearing oh, a helmet. That's right. Yes. Yep. And a motorcycle. Yes. Yep. Because Evil Knievel was huge when I, when I was a child. But I'm fairly certain at least his red skull was German. Uh, no, I don't think... No, they never had a red skull. Oh, okay, cool. Come on. These things are like ca the character in name only. It's like the Spider-Man. Yeah, because, I mean, you never see it. saw Doc Ock or the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. No, usually... He was just going like, some schmo. He would, like, go fight mad scientists and stuff. No, of course. Yeah, so... Alright, next up, number two, The Flash, the 1990s version. Uh, that wasn't bad. Even though this starred Mark Hamill as the trickster for a few episodes, there's a small cult following of this version of The Flash, it still has some very cheesy special effects. Actually, you the know first what? episode was very well done. No, give it... Yeah, no, well, I, gotta, I gotta disagree with Chris, because this was, this was going for the same kind of Tim Burton aesthetic. Yeah, Batman. Because it came out around the same time yeah. as Batman. Yeah, did. Danny Elfman did the score, did the uh, right. theme. Yeah. So, and given the budgetary constraints that they were under right. back then, they were pretty. The special effects weren't bad. No. Nah. The costume actually looked pretty good. Yeah. For yeah. the time, um, I did like though that what they had to explain why they had to sew in all the musculature. <laughs> As if they didn't, it would just wear off when he ran. Yeah. I mean, John Wesley's ship was a really good he Flash. Was, yeah, he, he did a good job. I mean, I, I had no problem with this with the show. No? <laughs> you imagine when he must have been, like, waiting by the phone when he heard that uh, CW was going to be doing the Flash? Well, they better call me. They better call me. And they called well, him. They called him. <laughs> and then finally on the list uh, for Chris's uh, embarrassing TV shows, Justice League of America. Oh my god, yeah, I had this one I remember. Yes, this was a thing. Yes, it was. There was a, actually a TV movie on this. No Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman due to contractual reasons. Lucky this never became a series. Um, well, you guys oh, talk about... Oh, the cheesiest costumes. They had the Green Lantern. Green Lantern was one. Flash was another one. Oh, I'll, I'll post this on our uh, Twitter feed and on our Deep Salad uh, Facebook page. You guys see the picture. Oh, oh it's, it's it horrible. is hilarious. So anyway, well, that's it for now. Until next podcast, Chris. Thank so, you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. That was a uh, whole lot of turds. I think she. I think he missed a couple. Well, you want to talk about some of those? Because our next, uh, we're now we're going to just talk about a brief history of our memories of some of the um, comic book live action TV uh, shows of lo of your. Isn't there a last woman of Dinah Girl for? Something that like, wasn't really based on anything, though. That was a Sid and Marty Croft, like, hey, man, wait, wait, I, we don't have any rights to any superheroes. <laughs> they certainly were DC characters. Nope. A lot, uh, you can double-check that. Feel free. Um, Wikipedia, ahoy! Ahoy! Um, ahoy. But it's like ISIS. Because ISIS oh, yeah. was another one of those Sid and Marty Croft, Saturday, uh, yeah. you know, Saturday afternoon, you know, a... Gee, why do they keep telling me that I want to try LSD type of show? <laughs> Electro Woman. Not Electro Woman. Electro Woman and Dinah Dina Girl. Girl. Electro Woman and Dinah Girl! With Deirdre Hall, I believe. Um, Based on anything? Uh, we'll play by Deirdre Hall and Judy Strangus. Alright. Uh, That's a 70s TV star name. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it didn't say anything. I could have sworn it was... Oh, maybe it was no. fine eventually. I don't know. I'm fairly certain that Sid and Marty Croft had no rights to any characters and just decided to make two two things up. Well, hi. Wasn't there wasn't there also a show on Vixen? 
Vixen? Well, there's an animated show. No, yeah, I know. I thought I don't know. I don't know that that Vixen's a. I think Vixen's a fairly, pretty relatively recent character. Mm. So, Mm. in the DC pantheon. So, let's talk real quick about some of these shows. Um, we got to start the big one: George Reeves Superman. Everybody goes Batman. Yeah, everyone goes Batman. I'm going even further than that. George Reeves Superman, the show that birthed the Superman curse. Pretty much. Huh? Pretty much. Yep. Um, it, I mean, for for a show made in the, like, the, what, 50s? 50s? Yeah. It wasn't bad, actually. And it wasn't I mean, bad. Drew Drees embraced that role. And I mean, it held pretty much the Superman mythos, so it wasn't like, given, you know, I at the time, I when I was actually would watch it, I actually had a lot of 50s Superman comics from mm, mm. my mom's boyfriend to get Give them all to me. So I was like, you'd read the 50s comics, which is really kind of all cheesy, rah rah, exactly. Go USA. Mm. And the show was pretty much the same thing. It was just a reflection yeah. of the comics. I've got a dolphin. I'm going to throw an S cape on him. Yeah. <laughs> now you're super dolphin. So, I mean, it was, a, it, was, it was inoffensive. It was really nothing. Yeah, but you know what the thing is, is that, you know, this was one of those shows that captured these, like, guys of 50s children. Yeah, because it's like Davy Crockett. You know, this was, was just a show that kids love to watch. Hey, you know, without this show, we probably wouldn't have our current crop. You know, it, it, got, it got people going. It got people like, hey, this actually is a viable option. Well, it made it also made Superman part of the American conscience, right? You know, well, was, he was pretty popular before that, but but not to the extent, no, not to the no. extent after after the Superman show. Yeah, is really when kind of. Superman became Superman. The show helped birth a hell of a lot more Superman merchandising. Yeah, yeah, that too. Actually, you know what show actually had more to do with the birth of the current crop of superheroes? The nineteen sixties Adam West Batman, which is which is kind of ironic considering the camp of the nineteen sixties. Well, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people shit on that show because of the campiness. Yeah. Especially, especially, well, think about it. I mean, when, when we were growing up, you know, when we kind of came into Agents Comics during the 80s and 90s was right at, really right after Frank Miller's Batman, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, I, I, I actually, I started and around then, the time of Frank Miller's Daredevil, but Frank Miller all the same. Well, for, for me, it was, you know, I kind of huh. came into comic books 85, 86. Yeah, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Right. And for me, that's the impression of the Dark Knight. So we kind of, so for a lot of people in my generation, we kind of look at the the campiness of the yeah. sixty six Batman. It's like that's not Batman. That's, not, that, that's just silly, stupid. Well, you know the whole the whole reason why Michael Uslan pushed to get the Batman movie made, right? What was the direct response to the nineteen sixties TV show? Um, if you have Which, the DVDs for Batman, like that, did you get the Batman DVD box set yeah. with all the extra interviews and yeah. stuff? Michael Uslan actually says that it was essentially a way to get rid of the Zap Wham Pow. Well, it, it makes sense because, and, and again, like you said, like you said, like Superman captured the zeitgeist of the 50s. Mm-hmm. Batman, they call it Batman 66 now. Yeah. Captured it the was, zeitgeist It was of the a era. phenomenon. I mean... You talk about actors who want to do voices for The Simpsons now. Mm-hmm. Go back to the '60s. These people, there were, there were celebrities that wanted to be villains. In right. That. Well, and, 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 well, I mean, look at all the cameo, cameo appearances in that show. Yeah, 
It was every single episode. And, he had someone just popping out of a window. And honestly, honestly, I mean, the show reflects. If you read Batman comics from the sixties, yeah. Again, I, I, I had a ton of them. It reflects the Batman of that era. Yeah. God, Neil Adams couldn't come soon enough. Could oh he? my God, God. Neil, Ad- Neil Adams and Daniel O'Neill saved Batman. Yeah. Oh my God, did they? Especially. Get- this suit gives me special bad powers. No, it doesn't. I'm cutting you out of there. Bat shark repellent. <laughs> God, the big bombs and. <laughs> but it, like I said, it reflects it, it reflects the comics of the era. So. And then yeah. there's that great commercial uh, with Cat with uh, Batgirl, where essentially she's gonna let them die because uh, Batman's a sexist pig. <laughs> <laughs> Just do the bat toosie. Oh God! And what about the dances? <laughs> Pure West. Back in my day, we didn't have Michelle Pfeiffer. There was only one Catwoman. Julie Newmar. Eartha Kitt. And Lee Merriweather. Oh, God. All right. Next. Uh, All right. Then there was the 1970s Wonder Woman, which... You know, when you go back... Oh, Linda. I forgot a lot about the actual Wonder Woman series. They never rerun this. No. No, they don't. All right. And it's, it's funny because the, the show runs in two different eras. Yeah. There's World War II Wonder Woman, yep. and then there's the 70s Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, I think the first season, it was just all World War, War II. II right? Yeah. And then they were like, okay, we don't have the budget to keep going back there, so we, she's in modern time now. Yep. Done. Just just accept it. It's, it is what it is. Because every time now, when you watch a thing about, and I've seen this both based on, like, um, just comic books in general and documentaries about Wonder Woman, they always show the same episode when they're talking about the Wonder Woman TV show. I think it was from the first season yeah, like, where she's like, battling Nazis. Yeah, it's like right. one of the pilots after yeah. She's friggin' battling Nazis. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I know this. The show was... I mean, Catherine wanted to talk about that. Wow. Part of the reason why this entire segment's here and she's not. Um... <laughs> Is because I mean Wonder Woman was a competently made show, yeah. even with the, was, even with the, the, the cheesy um, you know score and the right, theme. But, but the actual show itself, the writing was is, was pretty solid. The yeah. acting was really mm. solid. I mean, Linda Carter owned the role. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. she it, it's 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 hard. You know, it's when when Gal Gadot was announced as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I. I and, and you know, all credit to her, she did an okay job in Batman v Superman. I think she did a pretty good job, actually. But from my the back of my head, I'm thinking, no, nope, my Wonder Woman is Linda Carter, Linda Carter yeah. with those piercing blue eyes and yeah. the curves. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 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 curves. The curves. <laughs> she still looks amazing. Oh, she's oh, Linda Carter is still phenomenally oh, well. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I, I follow her on Facebook. She. She has totally embraced oh, absolutely. Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, she loves the character, she loves everything about it. I mean, it's a it, it, she you know, she's not like she was she's not like Christopher Reeve was for a while where he had one nothing to do with Superman. Yeah. Right. Hell she's playing uh she's playing the president on uh, Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah. hmm So another one another gem from the seventies, the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Sorry, the Incredible Hulk. I, I I do have a soft spot for this show. I do. And then that sad music, the, the piano music. And the, oh, yeah. The Every episode is essentially the same episode. It really is. But actually, I mean, if you go back and watch the pilot, the pilot is very well done. Yeah. 
I just love the fact that they had to change his name from Bruce to David because they felt Bruce was a gay name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's why they renamed him Bruce Banner. I mean, this uh, David is yeah. Banner. David Banner. Yeah, they took his middle name from the comic books, and uh, which is funny too because around the time that um, they were like, "Nope, Bruce is too gay." And I guess in hindsight, maybe they made sense, but uh, Bruce Jenner was winning the uh, decathlon at that point in the Olympics, so... <laughs> um, my only recollection of the the, uh, the Incredible the 70s Incredible Hulk was the uh, late 80s made-for-TV movie that they had with Thor. Thor Daredevil. <laughs> but hey, at least it was the Frank Miller Daredevil with the black, yeah, the exactly. black outfit. So they couldn't afford anything else. I, I vaguely recall watching uh, the death of the Incredible Hulk on TV, and I shed some tears at the end. Oh, did he actually die? Yeah. Okay. Because then, like, like three years later, Bill Bixby was dead too. So yeah. He was. Um, you know what the thing that killed me about the Incredible Hulk, though, and I've said this before, that if 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 the if the gang of local thugs who were hired to like take over the orphanage or whatever would just have beaten David Banner up in an empty room where they couldn't toss him behind something. Problem solved. He doesn't turn into the Hulk. No, 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 because then they'd all gang up, and you wouldn't be able to see him under their oh, massive bodies, right. and boom! Yeah. <laughs> he'd be there. Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> well, I guess is an absolute turd of a human being. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, oh, I've heard see. some we should ask other things on Who's that? We should ask Heather Brennan. Oh, oh, she she met him. She's related to him. What? Did you know that? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, she posted on her Facebook once. No, I did not know that. Well, things I don't know about Heather Brennan. So, <laughs> well, so that's, that's more for me because I don't know who Heather Brennan so, is. Somebody was, she, she, we went to high school I with her. As much. The biggest crush on her my sophomore year. Oh, Holy oh, crap! Oh, my junior year. Jesus. Oh. And now all of her. Anyways, anyway, all of her all of her Facebook posts are now sexually tinged. I know, right? God bless you. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. Where were you, my junior? Yeah, seriously, I was awkward. Anyways, hmm. All right, so to the land of syndication, nineteen ninety, Superboy. Oh, that's right. Where Superboy look thirty? Who played him? Go ahead and look it up, man, because I will not be bothered to do this. I remember watching one episode saying, I remember, yeah, same here. well, and this is terrible, and then... Because wasn't it around the time that Lois and Clark was running on ABC? No. Oh, shit, I can't even put that on here. Um, it was close to the same time. No, it was, it was early. It was like 90. It was syndicated, and essentially it was the last... The last, oh, like, thread that the Salkinds owned of the Superman oh, I remember, license. Yeah, I remember that in... Um, uh, up in the up in the sky. Yeah. Oh, that's a killer documentary. That is a killer documentary. Gerard Christopher. Yes. Who went on to do um how much of nothing? A whole lot of nothing. Alright. Um he, I mean he, he was he certainly looked the part. He looked thirty. <laughs> but he looked younger than Christopher Reeves. Oh that's true. Um yeah, I totally forgot to, to list out Lois and Clark. I may have watched three episodes of it because it was kind of terrible. <laughs> I I watched more of that show than I'm willing to admit. All right. <laughs> oh, the shame, the shame. Hey, back in the day, Derry Hatcher was not bad looking. Now she's... Those days are gone. Oh, those days are long gone. She's gone the way of Sir Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, how many uh, Botox uh, injections do you need? 
I can't tell you anymore. Oh, you missed it, Mike. You're, you talked over my book counting. No, I heard that. <laughs> I don't think the microphone picked that up. Anymore. I don't enjoy it. Because you're on Clomp, topic. clomp, clomp. With a coconut in the needle. But you missed the Challenge of the Super Friends. Challenge of the Super Friends? Wasn't that a... That was a, com- that that was was a cartoon. cartoon. So? I'm not talking about cartoons. There's a live action we'll here. Live action. Eh. We don't have time to talk about cartoons. We did that already. Eh. Um, and then there was another one which is not on this list and you guys didn't put on there. Smallville. Oh, hell yeah. Which went maybe three or four seasons too long, I guess, depending on who you are. Way too, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, my, if you're Mike Cicerone, well, it, it could have been gone on the three seasons. I don't know. Catherine might disagree with you, but... The I'm, world's oldest high school student. You know, it's... <laughs> Well, I mean, at, I never, yeah. at the end, he was in, he was hmm. a, in a group He was a grown-up. Well, the, 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 problem, the, the problem that I had with, with uh, Smallville was, right off the bat, they said, no, no, cape, no cape, no flying. No tights, no flights. It's like, well, then what's the point of Superman? If, if at some point he's not going to fly, yeah. then why am I watching it? I, I watched that one. And, and, and you know what? It's an, it's, it's, it's an, Something I'm going to bring up with Gotham, too, because I have a problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, don't, we'll get into Gotham, don't worry. Um, but no, I, I I watched up to season seven, I believe. Um, and actually, brought, they brought in Oliver Queen into that one, too. All right. Well, they uh, brought the entire Justice League into it. <laughs> they kind of forced the entire Justice League into it. <laughs> yeah, they did. You know, sort of like what DC is doing right now with uh, the movie DCU. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, I I enjoyed Smallville. I think Tom Welling was really. I wasn't a big fan as uh, of Kristen Kruk as uh, Lana Lang. Okay. Um, but um. Was she at least redhead? No. Oh, she was, no. <laughs> she's brunette. That's and, the point. Lana's supposed to be redhead. But um. Keep uh, in mind, the show premiered in, in two thousand one. So Erica Erica Duran played uh, Lois Lane, and she oh. was. So, yeah. but if you think about this show, in terms of just comic book accuracy, for DC, the last thing that they really committed to film prior to 2001's uh, Smallville, it was Batman, Batman and Robin. So, your logic is, is not welcome here. I know. Nice to see any, you. Any, any logic is apparently not welcome at, at Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh my goodness, Joe. I, I am losing faith. We'll get into it. Do you need a hug? No. We're moving it. We're moving into it. <laughs> I am bitter, and I want to keep my bitterness. <laughs> All right. Can we start talking about the current crop now? Am I sure. forgetting yes. anything? I think. All right. I think you've hit all the major notes. So. All right. So, real quick, we need a moment of silence for our dear departed uh, agent Peggy Carter. Um, Mr. Jarvis. Yes. I understand Howard came out west for a defense contract. He did. And you did say you came out here to arrange his estate. I think I see where this is heading. What I don't understand. Your puzzle. Uh, puzzle. Yes, that's a word. It's the flamingo, isn't it? It is indeed the flamingo. Regrettably, you are not the only house guest to whom Mr. Stark has extended an invitation. Meet the newest member of the Stark Mansion menagerie, Bernard. Bernard. Bernard Stark, to give him his full name. That was such a good show. It, it's such a show. I never saw the second season, actually. No? Oh. No. Oh. And you know what? It's one of those shows, shows I mean, Diane loved. Agent, uh, Agent Carter. It was. It's a fun. It was a fun show that didn't really require the the MCU backing. Correct. They can make references to it and stuff like that, but it didn't need to directly tie into it. Right. Exactly. Because it took place with in a world without Captain America. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was clever. It was a world that Captain America existed in, but he didn't need to be there. And she was Haley Atwell, Atwell was very, amazing. Oh yeah, she's very likable. Yeah, I mean she's like I said before, Marvel loved her. Mm-hmm. They really fell in love with her. Yeah. And well, ABC and Disney loved her because they gave her another show. Yeah. Mm. No, they really, they really wanted her that that show to succeed. I feel bad, you know. It, the thing was, I think for the way it ran, it was perfect as a mid-season filler. Yeah. You know, thirteen episodes. Was it thirteen? Or no, eight episodes. Each episode was like eight. Eight. eight yeah. So eight, eight episodes. episodes. Uh, just just a little bit of that, filler. It actually be a good like mid-season, like when all the other shows go on their mid-winter break. Yeah. Artists, you know, for those eight weeks, put in Agent Carter. Yeah. You know what's a shame? Now, now that I think about it, at eight episodes, Agent Carter would have been a perfect Netflix That's series. It. Yeah, they could have gone so much farther. There than... had been talk that Net- that Netflix is going to pick it up, but I guess that's not going to happen now. Yeah, but we'll. There are some things maybe in the pipeline. Um. All right, so let's talk about the first major bone of contention. This generation, Smallville, Gotham. Ah. What do you want? What I want. The poor have, the rich need, and if you eat it, you'll die. Is this... Are you asking me a riddle? Do you like riddles? No. So do you give up? (laughs) Friend, look at... Nothing. The answer is nothing. The poor have it, the rich need it, and if you eat it... Who are you? Edward. Nigma. I, I, I had such I, high hopes. I'm, I'm going to say my piece about Gotham. I did stop watching it after the first episode of this season because I was just like, I just watched it like, I just, I, I just can't. I stopped that. I, I, can't I, 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 I made it through the first season. I gave it a shot. But then after I figured it out, because you could see what they were doing. And I was like, it wasn't, I was expecting a show where, okay, you have Bruce in the first episode, you see the parents die because he. Apparently, you got to show that every single time. It is an act of Congress that you have to show the but Waynes die. But I figured after that, they're going to shove Bruce off to, you know, they're going to yeah. send him away. He's going to go to some private school, go study, do whatever. And He'll be a Shaolin monk, yeah. And the show is just going to focus on Jim, uh, no, Jim, Jim Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. And how Gotham became the hellhole that it becomes. That's it. When you saw that they were starting to bring the the villains' personas into it, that the villains were basically going to become their characters, like the Penguin is going to become the Penguin, yeah, the Joker was going to become the Joker. You had Firefly, and it's like this is just Batman without Batman. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys have both got a lot more um, courage about this than I do. I managed to make it two, maybe three episodes, and after that, I was like. Yeah, and, you no, know, and I, then after no. they and then they after they brought in Selena Kyle when they, you know and Selena Kyle was in the frame. It's like mm-hmm. no, no, you, the universe you, is too small. Right, essentially is what happened. It, the, the world is too small that everybody knows each other prior to exactly. Batman showing up. And which which and you know I don't mind playing and kind of tweaking the the canon a little bit and yeah. the character, but this was too much because a lot of Batman's foes aren't supposed to come in until he's a full adult. Right. You know, it, it's, supposed, it, it's supposed to be, the, the entire theme is like, is Batman responsible for this, or is he actually fighting it? Right. And instead, it's just these guys. And, I, you know, I'll say that the, the, the positive points on the show, uh, Penguin was fantastic. Oh, Penguin, it, 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 
it's, there's nothing wrong with the show itself from a, a stylistic and a artistic and technical point of view. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ben, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Jim Gordon. Yeah. He's he does an excellent job yeah. as Jim yeah. Gordon. I never had an issue with I him. I don't have an issue with him. It's just the whole the mat the whole kind of thematic point of the show. I just it blows me. Yeah. I mean, if it was just one of those things where they're showing a world without Batman. Yeah, that and, would be. And, and again, and like you said, like you said, it's it's it, it suffers from that Smallville thing. Like, I'm not going to see Batman. Yeah. Unless they do a time jump to ten years, uh-huh. there's no chance I'm going to see Bruce Wayne suit up as Batman. So why am I even watching this? Yeah. They're bringing in the villains, but you're you're not going to have the Dark Knight. Right. Um. Now the one thing I will say about this and why I stuck through season two was after watching BVS. I had you know the pal cleanser. Well, I had a, I had Gotham on the DVR, and I started watching it, and the, the tone of Gotham, even as a procedural cop show, is fairly light. Like they have their very light, fluffy episodes. The yeah. stuff with um, BD Wong and Hugo Strange. Yeah, it was actually kind of fun. So watching that, I'm like, oh, this show's made me smile more than Batman versus Superman did. So I guess that's a, that's got it going for it. You know, it, it kind of. It, Kind of makes me talk, you know, kind of think about it. It's a, it's a missed opportunity. If 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 Warner Brothers weren't so hard on on just keeping Superman and Batman as film properties, right? You know, Batman would make a great either crime procedural or mystery show in those in the same vein as Sherlock, right? Mm. You know, yeah. I the, yeah. I mean, the main reason I I gave up on Gotham was because. I mean, according to Batman lore, Gotham City is an absolute hellhole that will not get better until Batman's around. Correct. So I'm, I'm so I just started watching this show. I'm like, so let me get this straight. I'm watching a show about a city falling apart that's not going to get better at any point in the show. In so the next why am 20 I, years. So why am I watching this show? Right. <laughs> Done. That was it. I couldn't go. I couldn't right. Go. And like you said. Batman doesn't become, you know, Bruce Wayne doesn't become Batman until his late 20s, early 30s. Right. Gotham is a crap show until you got Batman, and apparently we're never going to see Batman in this movie, in this show, so why am I watching it? Right. I I only care about Gotham because of Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. But apparently it's doing well enough that... They're they're doing a fourth season? Yeah. Jesus. Well, this is this is also Fox that loves to cancel good shows, keep crap shows, keep yeah. going, going. Yeah. So, all right. Before we start up with the next one, um, Steve, uh, our buddy at Ape Cod, Steve Day, brought up what does Steve and Amel, Grant Gustin, and most of Benoist have in common? Benoist. Benoist. Sorry, a steady paycheck for at least ten years. You look like the attractive yet non-threatening, racially diverse cast of a CW show. That's right, CW's Arrowverse. Hey, it just got picked up for another season. Which one? All, all, of, all of them. Yeah. All right. Does this group have a name? Like, like Team Arrow or something? We don't call ourselves that. I do. Occasionally. Stop. Whatever. You guys are probably going to be better equipped to talk about everything but Flash. Because um, that's the only show I watch regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started watching the first season of Arrow. And from when I'm... I've been told the first season of Arrow doesn't resemble the kind of latter seasons of Arrow in terms of being this gritty revenge. The well, first two seasons of Arrow, yeah, season one and two are really good, really good because again, it's a revenge. Yeah, it's, it's driven by revenge. 
three and four, three and four it, it gets weaker. And I mean, the, 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 uh, in, admittedly, they had to... Season three, they were kind of hobbled by the fact that they had to introduce Flash. Yeah. And they season had to introduce the whole idea of metahuman into this into this world. Right. Which they kind of... It felt a little bit forced. In season four, did they have to do the same thing with Legends of Tomorrow? Exactly. So they kind of... They were kind of had to ex- instead of letting it happen naturally, they had to kind of expand this universe. The sec- yeah, the first season of Flash, they 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 threw a crossover in fairly quickly right. into that first season of Flash, like prior to the, I think before the Christmas break. So Actually, the crossovers are very well done. But right? with that said, Flash took what Arrow gave them and basically, and I, pardon the pun, they ran 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 yeah. with it. Yeah, but to do that, you'd have to make them cross streams. You mean like Ghostbusters? That film is surprisingly scientifically accurate. <laughs> really quite funny. And Flash has been getting better ever since, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's been getting better. I think This season, I think it's been a little bit weaker because I love Cisco, mm-hmm. but this season he's been kind of a dour... Hey, Cisco, you want coffee? Be... Maybe you don't have to ask my brother if he wants a coffee. But, yeah. Yeah, but in the context of the plot and what's yeah, happening, yeah, I, it makes sense. I get it. It's just, I love, Cisco's always been my favorite, one of my favorite characters in that show because he is, he is me. Yeah. Hate, aggression. A Jedi craves not these things. No one is feeling that quote. He is my persona in that show. And now this persona is like, Man, I, I don't know if I want to slap myself or not, because I'm just being so dour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But other than that, I, I do enjoy it. I, the, just, I the love thing with show. Flash, well, first of all, the, my biggest bone of contention with Flash, other than the fact it's a great show, I don't like Grant Gustin. I've no. never liked Grant Gustin. Um, I really like Grant Gustin. I do, too. <laughs> I, I don't know why. There's just something about him as an actor. I'm just like, eh, everybody else is okay. Um, but the speedster thing. Every single yeah. human being that he's gonna fight. But the the big bag and all big bad in all three seasons has been that. But the thing is, that's the comic book. I am Flash is one of my favorite com- one of my favorite heroes, one of my favorite comics. And that's essentially when I and I've always made this argument that I Flash is one of the most is arguably the most powerful hero in the in the DC canon. Yeah. The only way you can beat him is with another speedster. Alright. You know, the only challenge you can really have is another speedster. But, you learn, each season, he learns that it has consequences. But, you see, the first season against the reverse slash, I thought that was, that was fantastic. Right, that was very well done. Professor, uh, uh, no, no, it was just Zoom. Uh, I was like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. But the twist at the end was, I thought it was worth it. I thought it was great. When you find out who Zoom is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was cool. That was cool. But I was still... I was, I was kind of, okay. And then we got into this season. I'm like, all right, cool. He's fighting this weird guy. He's got this weird stone. He's no speedster. And then, oh, wait. Now he's going to find the, the very first speedster that ever existed. The, the, the god of speedster. I was like, yeah. come on. More speedsters? I'm <laughs> sick of speedsters. Well, See, but it's gotten to the point where the speedsters themselves are actually secondary to what the actual plot of the, the show is. Yeah, first, first but it's an evil speedster from the future. Then you find an evil speedster from another universe. And I fought the very first spe- evil speedster that's ever existed in all universes. Who's he going to fight in the next season? 
He's gonna fight the Speed Force itself. We were watching the season finale of, of season one of The Flash, and they're trying to explain the whole thing about the multiverse. And Autumn turns to me and is like, "Did you make any sense out of that?" Like. Honey, I've been reading these comics for almost 40 years. And it still and doesn't no, make sense. <laughs> no, I have not. That's why DC has to reboot them every time. Yeah. They're ex machina. So. <laughs> if you travel back in time to change something, then you end up being the causal factor of that event. Like Terminator. Uh. Or is time plastic? Is it mutable? Whereby any changes to the continuum could create an alternate timeline. Back to the Future? Oh, saw that one too. Talk round. Tremendous picture. And it's all the Flash. The Flash always reboots oh, it. Oh, God. But, but that being said, I, I still love, like, all, all the actors, I think, can do a great job, including Grant Gustin. Um, and, um, I mean, yeah. Run, Barry, run. It, it is a very solid cast. I mean, and actually, I I didn't think I'd really like, um, dang, what's his name? Uh, the current season uh, from Harry Potter. Oh, oh um, Malfoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Fenton. Tom Fenton. Yeah. I thought he, I wouldn't like him, but the last couple of episodes, I really I liked him. Good. He's been really good. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't been bad. It took me a while to be like, oh, yeah, that's Draco. <laughs> but yeah, and, 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 and another thing about that, and I used to watch Arrow religiously every, every week up, up until last season, and now it's kind of lost me. Well, that's like with the Flash. It's like I'll actually read the description, the 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 show description on the DVR, and decide whether or not it's worth my time. And that's, but in all honesty, I'm but doing that with a lot of TV now. But the thing is, the, the, the thing with Arrow is, the first two seasons it was a revenge, kind yeah. of revenge fantasy. I guess would be the best way to put it. The, but in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking to myself, this should be Batman. Yeah. This is what Batman, this is the, they're trying to be Batman without being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And the problem is, being the DC reader that I am, this isn't Green Arrow. To me, Green Arrow is supposed to be the antithesis of Batman. Right. You know, he's supposed to be like his flip, his flip side. The, the kind of happy-go-lucky, gregarious, you know. Just as Robin Hood, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> so you're, you're more into the Oliver Queen for Smallville. I never watched all of I I can just say that I'm more the Oliver Queen from the comic books. Right. Well, I, I yeah, and the, I, and the Justice League TV cartoon. Yeah. I see I never really read the, 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 the comics you know, too much. In, in, well, in the comic books, he basically comes he's a rogue. He's kind of roguish yeah. kind of Yeah. He's you know. a Han Solo type. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I never I never really read the comics. He's the, he's the so. guy who he's the guy who tweaks Batman. He yeah. you always give, you know, kind of a little Yeah, my I mean my my main my main first Kind of introduction to to um, Arrow is you know well the Green Arrow is Smallville and the cartoon so I, I had no problem with this with this one uh, my my biggest problem well, yeah. was like I said it's it's in my in my, my head it's like this would be so great as a Batman show <laughs> season season one and season two were great because he was fighting against just like gangsters and like, you know actual like human beings with mm. that that you know kind of were equals to him basically. I mean, even Slade Wilson, you know, enhanced right. as he was, he was still just a man with, you know, a super son, basically. Right. Then they start getting into Rayshad's rule and the mystical right. type thing. <laughs> and then Damien Dark was just straight up magic. So that that completely lost me. 
current season, they've gone more into... they got to come back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they've gone more into revenge, like, you know, vengeance on un- what it means to be, you know, eventually into you and all that. Do, so. do you remember the first season, though, when they announced Arrow? They essentially were like, we're not calling it a superhero TV show. Yeah, right. The, they announced that right after the Avengers made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. We are not, we don't want to be making this associate with superheroes. And look what happened. Well, the problem, the problem is, in, well, WB and DC do this all the time yeah. with all their shows. Yeah. You know, Smallville, well, this isn't going to be a super, this is not going to be a you know, TV superhero show. You know, no flights, no taste type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, Gotham, well, you're not going to really see Batman, but you're going to see the villains, you yep. know, become the villains. And it's like, well, you know, just own up to what you are. It's okay to be different, but don't, like, you know. Yeah. I am Andy. You are freaking wearing off on me. No, I'm sorry. The cynicism, the ugliness. Yeah, that's me. That's me. But you know what? The funny thing is, that's like that's like the WWE not wanting to refer to their product as wrestling. <laughs> they refer to as sports entertainment. This isn't wrestling. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Um. Then there's Supergirl. I watched the first half of the first season, and I love her. I ad uh, Benoist. Benoist. All right. I adore Melissa Benoist. At least for what so I saw that first season. I hated this show. Oh, a I lot of it was because Calista Flockhart. She's actually was, not in the show. You're anymore. not in the show anymore. Oh, thank Christ! She, she left after like the the second se- second first episode. Season. Second ep- was it first or second? No, after episode? the first season. I guess. Yeah, second episode of the of this season, she left. It was like they brought her on to like satiate the um you know the elderly who watched CBS back when that was. What a mistake that was, putting that show on CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Because it should have been, been on part of the CW right off the Right, right. Because the thing is, is that they shoot both of those, those their, their in-house TV production, kind of shoot on different palettes. Yeah. Right. And CBS is really the laziest out of, like, all the big networks in yeah. terms of shooting their own shows. So here's this really ambitious project. You know, we've got... You know, we've got the cousin of Superman. So we're essentially, we're making Superman without Superman, without Superman exactly. Well, not anymore, but... Not anymore, right. yeah. But it, it was just kind of like, it was dull. It was flat. I really, really liked it. I I, I loved... Supergirl is probably my favorite. Okay. I, 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 well, I was... I don't, I, don't, I don't watch it on a regular basis. I watched it for the crossover this season. I watched the for crossover. The four, for the four-episode crossover. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, and I kind of enjoy it, but I'm like, you're making me sit through this for just five seconds of five minutes yeah. of Flash. Yeah, you're going to see again in the Flash. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, actually, I, you know what? I will say, I, the fact that it did start on CBS does kind of give it that, I mean, when, when you watch Supergirl, it's got that, like, bright, all the colors are very vibrant, and then you go to, like, something that's like the a, Flash I mean, that's, that's and Superman, Supergirl Arrow. supposed right. to be like that. Yeah, you go to Flash and Arrow, and the, it's much very more muted. muted. Very, yeah, right. exactly. So brown tone. Right. It just you know part of it was again it's that flat single plane palette that CBS shoots on. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah colorful. I, it, it's colorful, but it's kind of dull. It's more it's more of a human drama where Supergirl shows up every once in a while. And, and I will say I enjoy Superman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Superman. He, he, he is. He's Superman. Not, he not, not since Christopher Reeve have we gotten such a great Superman. Yeah. Like, and, like when he's like, he always punch first. Why? You think they learned by now. <laughs> See, now, if the bullets don't work, right? Why the punching? 
Never understood that. Why did, why, what does the S stand for on his chest? Superman. Yeah. Just, okay, good. Not hope. No. <laughs> and I will say, I really like Krista Flockhart. I, I, I think her character was a fantastic act. Because I, I don't know where you're coming from. but I just... Part of it was, it's that artificial, bitchy boss character. There are so many ways to skin a, a cat. Yes, congratulations, you have the wit of a YouTube comment. That yeah. is a trope. It's become a trope. Well, I mean, yes, but there are a few episodes that, that start giving you pieces. You, know, so you can start peering into that, behind that facade, and there's a lot deeper character in there. Yeah. You just never stuck around long enough. I stick around. It just... At some point, you just have to cut bait, and that's where I decided to cut bait. I watched Never a good half a season of it and said, all right, I've given it the good old college try. You never saw when they brought in her son. Oh, Calissa Flockhart's son? No, 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 the, the, the character. character's son. Oh. Hey, but they have Monel. Yeah, they have Monel now. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. Mike, I think you really did you, your homework you, on this one because yeah, I, I watched one episode and, like, I'm not into it. I know. I, I I think the first season was probably my favorite season out of any of the shows. Really? really? Well, it was yeah. also shorter, too. It was like, what, it, eight episodes? 16 episodes. 16. Actually, in the, in the second season, it would be 17 episodes. But that first season, it was just... It was basically what would happen if the CW was inspired to make Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Not, not Arthur Darville being in the cast, not notwithstanding, that's still that was still cool. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it, I, what I liked so much about it was because it was a set story from start to finish. Yeah, I and mean, there were a few couple of filler episodes here and there, but in general, every single episode was progressing towards that client towards the finish. Yeah, and it was well done. The characters are all great to watch. I mean. They basically in in the other shows they were kind of B characters. Here they were given their spot. Well, the I mean, yeah, Captain Cold and uh, and uh, uh, Fire Burners or something. Like that. Yeah, uh, Firestar. No, um, no. Yeah, no. We Captain know. Cold and the other guy from Prison Break. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. What about the rest of us? Do we just sit? Capital idea, Mr. Rory. You're not nearly as thick as most people say. Thick. Does that mean stupid? Um, and then you got, you know, Katie Lance yeah, as White Canary. White Canary. Uh, you Adam, got the Adam, the Adam uh, Brandon, Brandon Ralph. And then you got um, Martin Stein and Jack's. Jeff. Hey, I'm I'm all I'm all for giving Victor Garber work. Oh yeah, I really am. But <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's just when, when the reason I liked the first season so much was because it was that set story. It was constantly. Them, them trying to one up against um against Victor's um no no uh, uh, Vandal Savage yeah while while be constantly being uh, hounded by the uh, Time Masters yep. not the Time Lords but the Time Masters <laughs> um Stephen Moffat's like just come on, making come a on. fist so hard right now <laughs> blood is dripping out of it <laughs> but and then uh, it got to this conclusion and. As much as I loved Rip Hunt, um, to Arthur Darville as Rip Hunter, um, this season I think is weaker because I, if his story had continued, well, I mean, not, uh, let me try, let me try and reword this. <laughs> um, as much as I love his character, I think his storyline pretty much finished 
in the last episode of last season. Of last season. I think if he had been killed off there, it probably would have been a... It, I mean, I love the character, but I think yeah. it would have been satisfying mm-hmm. because his story kind of ended there. Um, except they kept him, they, they kept him alive, and I, I guess he might have a more story to go. Mm-hmm. But right now, right now, it's this this season has been weaker because it seems like it's more filler episodes. There, there isn't, there isn't overall well, plot that they're hinting at, but well, the. They, they really only brought in the overall plot in like two, maybe three episodes out of seven episodes so far. Now, Michael, would you agree that maybe this might be just CW just biting off far more than they can chew for a, for a single the, series? The problem is, and this is kind of kind of an issue that I find with network, and we'll probably get into it, in network shows versus Netflix. Network shows are 26 episodes long. Yep. Where versus you have Netflix, episodes, which is 13, yep. you know, 13. Well, you got to somehow fill up 26 yeah. weeks well, I mean, worth of shows. I mean, well, that means one that, hour each week. Well, that's what makes Legends of Tomorrow a bit better because it is, they are the shortest. I mean, they're not as short as Netflix, but it's still shorter. Still, so they don't have as many of those filler episodes. Right. Uh, uh, this this season's kind of and, that, and, uh, and that's, kind of, that's kind of a weakness of the Arrowverse, Agents mm-hmm. of Shield, is that you have a lot of filler episodes where you're not moving the overall plot along that that much. I'm amazed they haven't done a musical episode yet. They have. They will. I know they will. Oh, I'm I, sure I, they I will. can't. No, wait it's already that. been announced. Oh shit! Yeah, Supergirl, Supergirl, uh, Supergirl Flash. Flash crossover musical episode. I cannot wait. God because damn it. because Melissa Benoit and Grant Gustin were in Glee. That's yeah. right. God I, I can't it. wait for this episode. Oh, I'm really man. looking forward you to it. I hate that. That is the the one trope I hate <laughs> of all television. Dude, is the musical episode. Have you ever seen the musical episode of Buffy? It yes. is one of the best episodes of oh, the entire I hate series. It. I hate, it is I, so amazing. I don't like musicals to begin with. Oh, okay. See, I like musicals. I bought the I, soundtrack I, to that show, that episode. I like very very few musicals that I will tolerate. Like Les Miserables is just a work of art. I like I like musicals, but I hate the trope. I hate and trope. every every series at a certain point has that you musical want, episode. You want to you want me you want to take me out of a, a TV series throwing a musical episode <laughs> done. Yeah, I can't wait for this. Episode. Cashing out. I cannot wait. I want it so badly. You better live tweet that motherfucker then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be too. I'll be too enthralled. All right. So next up. Um, the MC on TVU, uh, it really is one show, one show to talk of, yeah. Until the Inhumans uh, yeah. miniseries comes along. Which I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by, Yeah, because I've been reading a lot of Inhumans lately, and I really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's a groupie. All this hacking into S.H.I.E.L.D., tracking powers, she might as well be one of those sweaty cosplay girls crowding around Stark Tower. What? I would... It's one time. Actually, um... The way they're the way they're doing Agents of Shield, it's kind of like they're doing like a story arc for like you know the first nine episodes, and they're doing another story arc. Yeah, no, they're, and they're, I, they're like, I like I like that. I like the fact that they're not doing it one all encompassing season. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like they're doing that shorter. So by doing the one story arc, they're keeping it very right. tight and very controlled. Exactly. Well, I haven't. I you know what? I have to admit, I haven't watched it in a while because. 
I watched the first two seasons, and because and the problem was, I was so expecting it to be tied to the overall MCU, right? To really reference, especially after Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right? Well, they did. After, they did an entire. Or, season, they did the entire season finale entirely based around those events. Yeah, see, it's just. It, I think. The thing was, I think that they, 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 and they've done a good job of moving away from this. They really, that first season, up until the Hydra, mm -hmm. the Hydra infiltration, uh, when Winter Soldier came and the out. Reveal. Yeah, that big reveal, um, they were really ham handing the, right, exactly. the, they the were, Avengers. And I think that really kind of, that really kind of, it's like, that lost uh, a lot of people. It hurt the show. It yeah. absolutely hurt the show to do that. Um, now, now, with that said, I think it's fairly criminal that they're not tying into the Netflix. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal is with that. If How that's just they, a thing. I mean, maybe that, it could be a contract and I don't understand. Yeah. I, I think it's mainly for tone-wise. Because the tone of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would not fit the tone that they've been building for the Netflix right. shows. The other thing, too, you know, is that these, are, these superheroes are under the radar. They're not... Exact, you know, they're not exactly out public meta humans. Yeah. Right. You know, Luke Cage may be the closest out of all of them. Because he was in the newspaper. Right. Exactly. He was in the newspaper. He he saved the uh he saved the uh, Chinese restaurant. Yeah. But he but um, I remember when we actually did we dedicated an entire show to what we thought the first thirteen episodes of Agents of Shield was going to be. We were so fucking wrong. <laughs> Oh my god, I thought this was going to be this little tongue-in-cheek kind of fun Joss Whedon type of thing. Nope. I didn't realize how much murder and shit was going to be in there. Nope. Oh my god. I still I still hold out the hope that one day we're going to see my giant um, Star Wars Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, MCU crossover. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that was from Parks and Rec. No, no, no. no. I, I did one of my own oh, you on, did? in that episode. Oh, oh, that's right. But, um, yeah, no, I... I really, I do enjoy the show. Uh, again, it, it suffers from the 26 episode order. Right. Uh, there is a lot of filler. It, but I, I like what they do. Where they are, they're taking like two separate story arcs. The Ghost Rider arc for the first half of this really season. was really good, actually. It wasn't bad. The Ghost Rider effect got old really fast, though. Um, I don't know. I think I thought I thought it held up. It was good for I mean, TV. I mean, it was good for TV effects. Oh, yeah. For TV effects, it was actually really good. But, yeah, obviously, if it was in movies, then they'd be a, yeah, much more Yeah, then we'd be howling. Um, I haven't watched this this current episode yet to start the new season, so... Oh, did it start already? It started, it started uh, this week. Tuesday, yeah, this Tuesday. Damn. I'm so close to being completely caught up. Oh, damn it. Damn! Come, Come on! on! Come! Come! Um, but, I mean, the show's, the, the show's got a lot of humor. Um... Daisy is not nearly as annoying as she used to be. I like her. I, the Grant, I'm so glad, you know. Mm -hmm. But the, I'm so glad they got rid of Grant. Holy shit. Three seasons of, oh, God, can you please oh, they really, kill him? They, they finally, finally, sorry, spoiler alert, yeah, finally yeah. killed the character. And then they killed the character, and he came back for half a season as a demon. Um, well, yeah. But... I mean, Clark, Clark Gregg is always fun to Clark watch. Clark Gregg is Clark a Gregg lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, Ming-Na 
is yeah. very good. Yeah, one, yeah. Um, and you know the whole Fitzsimmons thing. You know, I remember watching the the first like the third episode. I started like tweeting like just fuck already. What I, I really like their characters. They're they're better now because I like the fact that they're not so like so proper English and also so totally out of their element. Mm. Put scientists in the uh, in, in a the war field. zone, you know? yeah. Field, yeah. But you know, I do like that they are throw they throw a lot of D list characters in there, which is great. You oh, know, yeah. they had a whole story arc with death with uh, Deathlock. Yeah, they had Ang- really. They had Angar the Screamer. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there are so many um the Absorbing Man. That's right. Yeah, yeah there's right. Yeah. Man in there. Creel, yeah. yeah, you can't really use A and you, you can't even use B list characters. So no, yeah. no, but that was the thing, and that was really what I was hoping for is that if they're gonna do this, you scrape the C list and you, you scrape you, you the D list. Yeah, because we you you, you you let Tony Stark and everybody else handle Thanos and you know all, right, the, big, exactly. all the big bats. Yeah. You know, let 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 Agents of Shield scrub the uh, scrub the toilets. Yeah. So that I mean that's been that's been the real high point of the show is that they were they're doing that they're giving them more to do with the with the D list mm-hmm. yeah um shall we move on to Netflix sure all right Netflix honestly I out of everything we've talked about today the the three well, the highest quality is the, the three I, shows I would make the argument that these the Netflix shows are probably the best comic book based shows on TV right now. I agree wholeheartedly. Um the, the Netflix model is the way I think is the right. way to do it. Now this is, you know, we're talking first of course about Daredevil. Seasons one and two. Seasons yeah. one and two. Who the hell are you guys? I'm Matt. He's foggy. Who sent you? Nonsense. So what? You're just a couple of good Samaritans? Today's just my lucky day? I bribed the desk sergeant with a box of cigars for his mom. Our practice is relatively young, Miss Page, and we are aggressively pursuing new clientele. You gotta stop giving best cigars. She likes to smoke, man. It's a free country. How long have you been practicing law? Time is it? It's 12.22 a.m. About seven hours. <laughs> well, if you go from where we passed the bar. I was going from where we got our own desks. Oh, then yeah. Seven hours. I love the fact that I, I get so excited for episode two of Daredevil now. Because episode two of Daredevil gives you this amazingly choreographed yeah, fight scene. Well, and season two was episode three. Was it? Was it three? Yeah, yeah, because really? it was after after um, uh, Frank and Daredevil had their oh, conversation right. on the on yeah, roof. Yeah. And then he was like, taking them down the stairwell. and then The whole scene. Yeah. Oh my god, the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> I tell everybody, if you're just watching Daredevil... The first episode is a little slow. You're getting into it. You're not going to see that. Yeah. yeah. Avocados at law. The, the second episode. The second not episode. And that always scene. I just, I just, like, usually when I watch stuff, I, I really am a passive TV watcher sometimes. I'll have my, my tablet out or my phone mm-hmm. or something like that. I'll be eating something. I'll be reading something. Just kind of, like, glancing. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. I just, like, dropped everything and just, like, I can't, I can't take my eyes off of this. Oh, that was such an awesome mm-hmm. fight. And then actually, and I mean that I mean he looks so exhausted, but he's still somehow beating the crap out yeah. of people. Yeah. And then at the end of season, I think it was episode three. Oh, which one would introduce um uh, Wilson Fisk? Like five. They got halfway through the season pretty much before they introduced uh, Fisk. 
before they actually actually became. became uh, I, I think it was number four, just right at the end where they actually first introduce him, mm. and he takes that door, that oh, car door. Yeah. That's when I was like, "Oh shit!" Okay, okay, now we see where really, how far this show is willing to go. No, well, no. Well, then you see him in uh, Wilson Fisk, and when he he and uh, Matt Murdock have that meeting in the. Mm. In the uh, oh, jail, yeah, and, and, well, that, that's and Wilson two. beats the crap. That's I know, two. but still, he yeah, beats the crap out of him. Yeah, that was a really good scene. Um, and Matt didn't give up either. He yeah. just kept egging him on. What I really like about this show too is the fact that you, you're you're seeing a hero being born in that first season. Hmm. Like literally, he's his abilities are building up, yeah. and his ability to withstand more pain. Is building up. Yeah. Oh, because he he went through a lot of pain that first season. Oh, yeah. Dude, that that fight with um, Nobu. Oh no, no, is it Nobu? Yes. That. Oh man, he got like his like belly was sliced open. Yeah. Him. Oh man. And then season two features the Punisher and Elektra and Elektra. I mean, the Elektra story arc was was like, it was okay. I, I like the Elektra story arc, but I, I mean, when you start off something. As strong as that Punisher story. Yeah. Everything like else it, is going to But fail. I like it because it really kind of is starting to tie in the entire Netflix universe. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, plus you, anytime you, get, you you have Stick, you can bring Stick in. Yeah. Is a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Stick, Stick was great in that past season. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is, it was, it was, it was really good. The, the whole thing with the Punisher I, I really enjoyed too was that. He he didn't feel like a supporting character, mm. right? He was definitely a he was definitely you know front and center for the entire show. Yeah, I gotta ask you, which one of the Daredevil seasons is your favorite so far? Mm-hmm. I st- I still think I might be going with season one. As much as I love the Punisher stuff, the stuff with um Karen and Frank got a little. I actually really like that. Really? I just I, For me, it's season two. Um I I do think the I do think the, the hand in the electro part was a little bit weaker, but the those those first four episodes are some of the best sh- best programming I've ever seen oh, in my that's life. Tough. Yeah, that is, that's a tough question. It I, is a tough question because I, I do love them both. You know, very, very, very much. What, what I really love you about know what? I, season two because by now, by by now, Matt is more comfortable in his Daredevil persona. Yeah. than he was in that season was, in season one. I was so psyched to see that Billy Club finally make an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I love about the Netflix series is that you can ask anyone what their what their fav- what their order of favorites are, and you're probably gonna get a different answer from most yeah. most people. But most no people one, will say season one. No one's gonna say there was one season that was really we, really. It's big. it's it's cl- it's a close cut. It's a yeah. close cut. Oh yeah, yeah. Each episode, each season. But again, so that close. tells you the quality <laughs> of the Netflix shows. And again, because there's only 13 episodes. The storytelling is a lot tighter. Yep. There's, 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 there's only one filler episode versus three. Right. I, I, honestly, I think they could cut down to ten. Ten or eleven episodes. I think I think a work. ten episode season would work better. Um, like, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think, I think so too. And it, and it, it, but it, it's true too. And it, even though there's only thirteen seasons, 
13 season, or, I mean, 13 episodes in each season, they still somehow managed to put two distinct, two different distinct, distinctly different arcs yeah. into each yeah. season. Right. And oh, make yeah. it work. The one, you know... You the, have, like, one overarching arc that spans the whole season. Right. But then you have this one little mini-arc that takes, like, the first six episodes. Right. Now, one thing, though, to mention about that 13... And, again, with going back to season two, is that I did feel like that last episode, they rushed a lot yeah. to get that yeah, over the, with. For, in season yeah. two, the last episode, I think, was the weakest, unfortunately. Yeah. And the whole, the whole final fight with the hand was... Yeah. I mean, there were cool parts about it, but and and then and then uh, stick finishing off Nobu. Uh, that that CG was so poorly done. Yeah, uh, I was hoping for a lot better. Mm. So, um, let's move on. Jessica Jones. Fine. Be the naked superhero. That can be your alias. It's better than the name you came up with. Jewel is a great superhero name. Jewel is a stripper's name. A really slutty stripper. And if I wear that thing, you're going to have to call me Camel Toe. <laughs> okay, okay. Unlike any comic book movie TV oh, show they yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, it, it took on ideas and subjects that even the gra even graphic novels don't touch. Right, right. Yeah. This was, I mean, and again, this wasn't a... She, Jessica Jones is not a Mary Sue in any way, shape, or form. In oh, this no, whole she's thing. a deeply flawed character. She is. She's, and she's very unlikable at start. Yeah. But at the same time, and it would, uh, the inside skinny on this show was it took the showrunner completely by surprise. Not only that it, it was as loved as it was, but the fact that it ended up becoming like a survivor's. It was yeah. a survivor's oh, yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that wasn't something I don't think they expected. Because a lot of like women, you know, women's protection advocacy group advocacy groups really clung on to this because mm -hmm. this is this is survival. Oh yeah. Well, for a lot, of, and I mean, I can't speak to it. I don't, you know, I don't yep. know. I'm not. It's not some. No, not something you've gone through. Yes. Right, it's not an experience I can relate to. But from what I've read and heard, Jessica Jones, a lot of women who have survived, you know, trauma like that. Yeah. They say this is the show. Is exactly what it, what they go yeah. through. I think out of all the Netflix series, this is probably my least, but not no 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 knock on the quality. It's right. because the subject matter is just it's it is so hard to kind of grasp into and really. It's, it's very, it's very, you know what? It's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's that, that's why I think if I were going to rewatch all of them. I'd probably rewatch this one last. Right. It's the like, the other thing with this show is it's not as like binge worthy. Yeah. As like a oh, as, no, as, as like a daredevil or as a binge watch. We watch. I would watch usually for this one. This was like a two episodes at a time thing. Like Daredevil, I can do three, four episodes at a time. Uh, Luke Cage, I can do at least three episodes at a time. This was like, all right, I watched two, and I did yeah. like it. I mean, the supporting cast. I mean, and you know, and, you know, as good a job as Jessica Ritter did. Yeah. David Tennant. Teresa oh. Ritter? Oh, yeah. No, it's Jessica Ritter. Is it Jessica? Oh, yeah, it's Jessica Ritter. You're right. Oh, yeah, David Tennant owned that da show. As soon as oh, wow. David Tennant owned that show. You know, for all for all the problems that you say the, the MCU movies have, have with for villains, villains yeah. he is the, the, he Netflix, is the antithesis of that. Yeah. Movie. Netflix villains are so good. Yeah. But again, because, you know, in an MCU movie, you only have 
you know, you have an hour and a half or two, two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. To develop the villain, and then you got to kill him off at the end. No, right. Unless, no, unless you're Thanos. Yeah. You're not gonna, or Loki, you're not going to survive beyond the move. You know, the, this movie. Right. But with them, you you can get an origin. You get a better origin story. You can get a lot more, you know, insight as to why they are the way and, they and are. And the twisted thing, and the twisted thing about Jessica Jones and the Purple Man, David, the way David Tennant yeah. played him, he's like. And I felt sick to myself because, like, you kind of sympathize with what he went through as yeah. a kid. Yeah. And you're like, you're a twisted, evil man, and you do not deserve to live. But it's like, but you shouldn't have gone what you went through when you were young. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the supporting cast, though, I mean, we're. Oh, uh, Patsy Walker. Well, first of oh, all, yeah. after, like, realizing, oh, shit, that's Hellcat. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Patsy exactly. Walker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted her to be my best friend. Yeah. No, she and was... not be just because of the interesting scenes with her. Unbelievably great. Yeah, it's like, um, for, for Netflix, for essentially what is not TVMA, but... Close. Really interestingly graphic sex scenes. Oh, a, yeah. Yeah, I was watching Sorry, that. Yeah. Especially between Jessica and, uh, and, and Luke. Luke. That's the thing. I started watching it. I was it was watching it on my tablet, and I was in a, in the waiting room at Subaru having my car fixed. <laughs> so I had my headphones on. I'm watching like, ah, shit. I'm gonna kind of lean in a little bit more here, so no one gets to, get to watch my shame here. Uh, the scene between Cassie and uh, the and uh, what was his name? I don't remember that guy's name, but yeah, you, you know the scene yeah, I'm talking about. That that one that one had a you know okay I, okay I gotta watch that one again. <laughs> See if I missed anything. I'm just going to lock the door and make sure that nobody hears me. <laughs> All right, that brings us to Luke Cage. It's a long trip. You want something to drink? I was set up for something hot and dark before y'all messed that up. Sweet Christmas. Well, we can stop for coffee at Dunkin' Donuts before we hit the bridge. Ain't the same. Let's just get this over with. Um, Which, we, Mike, you and I talked about this kind of in our year-end wrap-up. This became a goddamn phenomenon this yeah. year. It is. Yeah. It was it, such a good show. This this was good because it was a total package. Because yeah. not only was it a very interesting show, great acting, really tight, well-told superhero story. Yeah. Nobody, on the other two shows we just discussed, nobody talked about the soundtrack. No. Oh, the soundtrack on this was unbelievable. When I start falling over, my feelings Big of a fan, but I really love music. It just heard it. fits. It, yeah, the music fit every scene. It was you Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think on, it, on a on a on like a just a techno wise, this this show, the music they put more effort into the music than than on any other right. But also, show. but also in the, in another standout thing about the Luke Cage is the setting. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Whereas Hell's Kitchen, where Jessica Jones and and Matt Murdock are, yeah, Matt Murdock are, it's just such a kind of it's Hell's Kitchen. It's a yeah. dreary. You don't. It, it sucks. Yeah. 
But Harlem is so alive. It's it's filled with all this life and hope and everything. And the thing about this show, and I'm 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 going to say this. I'm not I'm not being racist. I'm actually being positive for it. It was unapologetically black. It, yeah. Yes. And that was a yeah, there's, wonderful. There's no part of shame it. in that at all. This no. show was unapologetically black. And, and, and I think we, uh, one of our shows, uh, I think they're on our PlayStation show or something like that. We yeah. did a quick review of it, and I I said this show was an invitation for all of us who aren't black to kind of come in and take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. What it, this is our life. It was unapologetically, unapologetically, yeah, unapologetically black, <laughs> black, but it was accessible. But it was welcoming. It, yeah. it was everybody. You can watch this. You can enjoy but, it. Yeah. You don't have to be black. Please come and see. Yes. This. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was Which again, so makes me laugh whenever you see like the butthurt white men groups being like, why aren't there more white people in Luke Cage? Because it it's set in, in Harlem. Harlem. Um, Moron. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, for, as far as villains go, Maharaja, uh, what, Mah- Mahasala Ali? Yeah. Or what, how it, yeah, the guy who yeah, played Mahasala. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. amazing. But Alfred Woodard. Alfred yep. Woodard, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I, my God. I have never, she had such a great arc, like the transition going right. from she, like this. Her, her story was the entire big arc. Yeah. Well, Cotton Mouse was like the first half. It was like right. Yeah, and by the time by the time that last episode rang around, there was no person in any of the Netflix shows that I want to see killed more than um, Alfred Woodard's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to see I her dead her so yeah. badly. But, oh, especially what happened that last episode. And that was Stryker. Yep. No, oh, Stryker was fantastic in that. Which one was his it? brother? His oh, brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brother. Although I. The the final battle I think was a little bit too too comic book too contrived yeah it, yeah for a, for a show that was very very set in the ground and very and even with the whole like super right super but I, I just love the fact that he was using hammer tech yeah yeah exactly well that was yeah. the whole thing I mean that, from the first episode when they said hammer tech I'm like Iron Man two Iron Man two yep. yeah no that's you're gonna get these light tie-ins you know and they they you know again I don't think it's nearly as ham handed as the way that Agents of Shield handles. Right, the tie-ins. They're, they're they're simply like these are no, the people. Call, it's call out. It's yeah, like it's, call it's a call out. These these people were in ground zero when it happened. That's why Murdoch, you know, Matt Murdoch can afford that apartment because well, the 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 rent just dropped down because it's in a war zone. I mean, yeah, I mean well, that's what they call it. They call it the the incident. the event. Yeah, well, that was the whole kind of impetus of season one of Daredevil was Wilson Fisk was going to buy up on all, buy up all the all the property and make the incident part of yeah you know. As a reason to basically redo Hell's Kitchen. Right. Yeah. So that brings us up to um, Iron Fist, which is coming out, what, when? Uh, March. March. Ooh, I can't wait two to more that. months. Yeah. Um, I'm very and, intrigued and, by it. And one last thing. Tell me that the last scene of Luke Cage did not just, just scream Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the first scene... I, I know what the first scene well, is going to be. I not, know. not necessarily the first scene, but the first introduction to... When, when Night the, Nurse said, tells Luke Cage, don't worry, I know a guy. I know, I know a lawyer. I know a lawyer. You, I, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, the first scene is going to be Matt Murdock's going to be sitting across the yeah. table from Luke Cage no, in, the, in he, jail. He's going to be showing up in the courthouse saying, I have this briefcase, you're going to let him go. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, Iron Fist is intriguing because this is 
again, this he's got the more outlandish power versus like Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. They're essentially super strong, hmm. well, super invulnerable. The the thing I'm most excited for for um, Iron Fist are the fight scenes. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, Daredevil... Depends, it depends how good they choreograph the Kung Fu. Yeah, I mean, Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, it'll, it was all just brawling. Right. The question, the question I have is in... I forgot the the, uh, uh, the gentleman who's playing uh, Danny Rand. Uh, Finn... Finn Jones? Yeah. 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 He, Sir Loras from uh, yeah. Game yeah. of Thrones. Is... It's very... Uh, unless you're a... Uh, uh, full-time martial arts practitioner, it's very difficult to pull off kung fu right. choreography. Yeah. Well, he's been training for 12 years. Really? Finn Jones? No, 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 but Danny Rand. Danny Rand, Still. right. But if the, if the actor who plays him is not a trained martial artist, you know, there's a, re- there's a reason why in all kung fu movies, most kung fu movies, the main character is actual is an actual kung fu artist. Yeah, you know. Well, most Donnie Yen is not just some schlub off the street. He's a <laughs> you know he's he's a master of kung fu. Well, most uh, kung fu movies also are very poorly dubbed. So what's your point? There you go. <laughs> it's the fight. It's the choreography. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But I mean, it, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm interesting. I'm interested mainly because I'm wondering what this brings to the table. Because when you think about it, every all these these other three shows have brought something different to the table, right? In terms of you know this multi arc storytelling, the the survivor's tale, the black experience. So I'm really interested to see what happens now that you're just going back to a super powered white dude mm. to see what happens there, right? Especially and if you know and if you know kind of Danny, you know you kind of know the backstory of of Iron Fist and Danny Rand, it's like. Um, does it really fit into Hell's, Ki- the whole Hell's Kitchen? Narrative? He doesn't. Not at all. No. Um, well, that's 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 what I'm looking forward to seeing in the yeah. show is how they. You know, and, 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 and in the comic books, he's actually Luke Cage. He becomes best friends with Luke Cage. So right. Like, How's that gonna work? In the comic books, he's also dating Misty Knight. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, and that just brings us all to the defenders. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Has this been the first time something like this has been done? On TV? Where you're taking... Yeah. Just like the Avengers did it for movies. Is this the first time you've taken four separate television shows, shows with the intention of merging them into one, like, mega show? Well... Crossovers are exempt from that. Uh, kind of tangentially does it, but yeah. no, I, don't think it was, I don't think you've ever seen anything like this. I'm fairly certain this is the first time this has happened. So... I'm looking forward to it, A, because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by how the chemistry for the characters that haven't shared screen time yet. Mm-hmm. You mean beyond Luke Cage and, yeah, and beyond Jessica Luke Cage Jones? Yeah, Jessica Jones, yeah. Um, the fact that Sergoni Weaver is the villain. Yeah. Yes. I can't. That's going to be awesome. The uh, thing I'm most worried about with the Defenders mm-hmm. is that for the Netflix series... Um, uh, Rosario Dawson has kind of been the Defender series. She's like the glue. Yeah, she's she is the glue. the glue. And who is the glue for the Avengers? Coulson. And what happened to him when they all came That's together? True. So <laughs> what's going to happen to Rosario Dawson? Oh, God. I'm I'm hoping not because I really, really like her character. Oh, well, you know. I love her character. Well, you know, Luke and Jessica have to get married and have kids. Yeah, that's true. 
don't have to. Yeah, that's true. Because they're not going to choose Super Spider-Man. They're not going to enjoy the Avengers. Actually, you know. um, we, we're, we're recording this day that they that they show release some of those shit, the shots from the, the Defenders. The Defenders from yeah, that yeah, on the yeah, latest Entertainment Weekly. Have you seen those shots? Yes. Those are cool. I haven't shots. seen them yet. I'll uh, check well, them out. I love how they they give each each of the Defenders their own like kind of like one shot, but each one has its own different color teams. Yeah, like Daredevil's got the red. red. Jessica Jones got the purple. Luke Cage's got the yellow. Um, Danny Rand's got the green. Nice. But you're right. I, I'm so interested to see what the chemistry is like. Yeah. Right. This is only running were... eight episodes, too. Yeah. This is yeah. a short... I mean, I can understand why. Well, you can only do so much with right. four but this characters. is. I mean, this is the formula that worked for Strain, uh, Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah. The eight-episode season. So... Man, I'm also really looking. I mean, I mean, we we see some shots. We've seen some some photos of um, uh, Misty Knight dealing with Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah, which should be really cool. With, and, um, what's uh, her name? Um, uh, Colleen Wing. Yes. Oh Jones. yeah, she's with. Uh, she was talking. There's a picture of her talking with Winston Jones with Danny Rand. Well, I mean, they're, they're going to meet up in. Um, in Iron Fist, right? Yeah. Um, yeah it, but some of like some of the peripheral characters, I can't wait to see them interact. Right. So let we we Mike and I talked about doing this little experiment too, because there are four of us on this show, four full time members of this show, and you know we are essentially the the discount defenders, <laughs> as the title would indicate. So what would we? How would we assign everybody here? Because we've all got our own thoughts. I mean. <laughs> we can't all be Luke Cage. We all can't be no, Luke Cage. No, I, no. I, I think I'm Daredevil because I got really bad eyesight. I say, but I can my taste is pe- I can taste when there's too much pepper in a di- in a dish. And I can kind of hear some. I don't know, like, Joe. How blind can, are you compared to Mike? I'm pretty blind. You're pretty blind. Pretty all blind right. Too. Being the only minority here. I might yeah, be, I was gonna I say you're Luke Cage because you're the only minority. But well, I'm half black, so that's the other. <laughs> well. well well, yeah, but you also a uh, victim of a uh, secret military experiment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Damn it, Mom. Damn it, Mom. <laughs> what are you not telling me? And I, I understand it would be easy to say that Catherine is our Jessica Jones, but let's face it, I'm also a functional alcoholic, so it's... <laughs> well, yes, but you work out. That's true. Anyway. Uh, okay, all right. Jeez, I'm all for, aren't I? <laughs> Dolomite, motherfuckers. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. <laughs> So now I've heard a couple of rumors about additional Netflix shows. There's, there's been well, a, you, well, you know, the Punisher's coming. Yeah, yeah. Punisher's his own thing. Yeah, uh, Punisher. Um, I, I, I initially thought the Punisher's going to be would be like mid year. It's coming out, but fall. Yeah, it's fall because they they announced I think today that Defender's going to come out in summer. Summer. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've heard rumors of Moon Knight. Moon Knight would be so, so twisted. Yeah. It would be so incredible, though. Because, I mean, well, apart from the fact he's white Batman, um, the fact that well, he... Well, you know, he's, well, Batman, Batman isn't schizophrenic. Right. Though that's arguable, but... Right. But the thing is, is that essentially he's Hell's Kitchen's resident cape superhero. Yeah, right. So that will be really interesting. I've heard rumors that Jeremy Renner's shown interest in doing Hawkeye. Uh, I'd like to see I would like seeing that. Not only would I... I'd take it out... <laughs> out of Hell's Kitchen, out of it in the woods. Not only that, I wouldn't mind seeing them pair him with uh, Bobby Morse from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ooh. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard vague rumors that 
Ghost Rider might be given a Netflix series. Which one, the Robbie Reyes? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, uh, I think I think out of everybody that's watched the first the the first nine episodes of Agents of Shield, yeah, they can agree. Him and his, uh, that the actor and the character were very very solid. They yeah. were one of the best parts. No one's complaining about that at all. So I, I just don't know a prolonged series is that dude in that dude's future though. Another nine episodes just based around him. Hmm. And on Netflix, they could. I mean, this is Ghost Rider. He kills people. He right. kills people in gruesome ways. It could work. You know what? It could work as a horror. Yeah. As a horror t- TV show. Yeah, I mean, the only problem I, I could see with that is that Netflix typically doesn't have a huge budget for effects. Right. And Ghost Rider would need a And that, that's why effect. that's why the, the street-level Hell's Kitchen characters work right. out the best. Yeah. All right. Net, net, uh, Moon Knight series is so cool, though. I, I would have, you have entire episodes just from one persona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so another couple shows that uh, fall under the comic book show auspice here. Uh, Joe, maybe you can talk about this one. Constantine, is that even still on the air? No, no. it only ran for one season. And it's a shame because that was such a good, fun show. Uh-huh. I mean, Matt Ryan as Constantine was awesome. Well, they, they loved him so much they brought him into an episode of uh, season four of, Seed of, uh, of Arrow. Arrow. Oh, okay. And he's getting his own animated show with Matt Ryan actually doing the voice. Alright. So, yeah. I mean, and and, it, and, the, and the thing is, he actually loved doing, playing the character. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it, it, was such, it, it was such an enjoyable show. And, it, and because we, Diane and I love watching like the paranormal stupid yeah. shows on like on like TLC and Destination America. This was like right up our alleyway. Hmm. Well, Constantine himself is actually a pretty fun character. He's a fun character, yeah. Because he's not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> At all. No. And he's occasionally counter Reeves, but you know, still. <laughs> all right. Um, I didn't mind that movie. I like that movie. Blade on USA. Has anyone watched that one? <laughs> I only watched the pilot because there were boobs in it. All right. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. Blade, one of those overrated characters in Marvel lore. <laughs> All right, Preacher. Preacher watch yeah, Preacher, cool. Preacher's good. I enjoy right. Preacher. I haven't watched that well, one either. The but... first season was a kind of a slow burn, mm-hmm. but then that, that, no, last, that last episode oh. just kicked off something fierce. Oh. Um. All right. And Dominic. Um, Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper does such a <laughs> good job as Preacher. Oh, oh he's yeah. awesome. He's come a long way from uh, Howard, Howard Stark. Stark. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have to talk about this one for a brief moment. It's based on a comic book, but The Walking Dead, since nerds. Um, I, I am so over The Walking Dead. I, you know what? I watch it regularly, and so am I. My bo- one of my bosses and I have been talking about it. It's just like, they're not giving us a reason to watch, because every big bad is exactly the same. They, they spend the first half of the season with their foot on on uh, Rick's throat, and then Rick figures out a way to fight back by the end of the season. Right. And then some member of their crew dies horribly. That's really about it. I don't watch zombie TV shows. Okay. Well, it's, it, I don't watch I, zombie well, movies either. Well, that's the kind of thing. I, I think the zombie genre just got... It's, been, it's so overplayed. Yeah. And, I, and I understand that the actual thematic theme of The Walking Dead isn't the zombies. They're just kind of like there. Yeah. But... The whole zombie survival thing is just so overplayed. I'm done with it. I'm like, 
Yeah. So, so how much how much of Fear the Walking Dead have you guys watched, huh? I watched the first season and gave up on yeah, it because I, I just one show and one season, one episode, and I was like, eh. All right. Um. Now, Lucifer. Yeah, I just added on because yeah, because it it's a based on a Vertigo comic book. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've no one's never watching seen, it though. And then um, I heard it got picked up for a second season. Uh, I heard it's decent. FXX is bringing out Legion, which is based oh, yeah. on uh, a character X-Men. from the X Men. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm intrigued by that one because Legion is such a 1980s you know cipher type character I that I don't know much about the character. Well, he yeah, he's so. he's the son of Charles Xavier and Gabriel Haller, which obviously they're not going to bring up the. Oh, they can't bring the Charles in. Xavier stuff, but well, they could. I mean, it's Fox. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, 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 I honestly don't know if I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch the first episode just to see what, it, what all the fuss is about, and that be about it. Yeah, I, 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 right now, beyond Deadpool, I really don't have a whole lot of excitement for the Fox. X-Men true, Logan. true. Logan. No, no, Logan, Logan I'm looking forward to, but after that, with no normal Hugh Jackman, unless, yeah. unless New Mutants, New Mutants I could be, I could be excited for, but, and James McAvoy is going to come back from New Mutants. Nice. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. I always like the New Mutants. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, but just the, the central, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't care anymore about Cyclops and Jean Grey, yeah. Storm. Well, and, that's the I whole, don't that's care. That's the whole X Men. I right. don't care. Anymore. Now, Mike. Um, oh shit! I totally forgot my. Oh yeah. So anyway, speaking of Deadpool, it got a PGA nomination. I heard about that. It, it got it, a yeah for best for best uh... for be, for yeah be, produ- the Producers Guild Awards essentially are the precursors to the Oscar nominations. And they're saying they're saying it, now it's an Oscar contender. It's it is is actually, actually officially an Oscar contender now. And, um, I would shit my pants if it got nominated uh, for an Oscar. Tim, who, 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 Tim Miller. Tim Miller? Tim Miller got a DGA uh, nomination for Best First Time Director. Really? Yes. Wow. I would, uh, I, would, I, would, I would shit my pants if Deadpool got nominated for I Oscar. think you're talking about half the movie going audience is going to yeah. shit that. If, if, well, just if Deadpool gets nominated. I mean, not, not for nothing. I mean, it, it, it was a great win, but yeah. I love that movie. It is awesome. And now I could watch it over and over again. But I would... I would die if I got. I mean, the, movies like that don't get nominated. For right, Oscars. It is, it's just so but out so there. Good. I mean, it's, but it's it was a wonderful. You know, movie. you know, well, you know why? Why it it completely turned the genre upside down. It yeah, did. it did. It absolutely did. Well, it also made and you know, let's go back to DC for a second. Made them go. Oh, we have an R-rated movie here too. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You yeah. said fuck once. And you had Batman v Superman. Yeah, we got an R-rated version of it. Really? Yeah. Oh, you mean the one with more Lex Luthor? <laughs> Excuse me. There we go. Uh, all I'm saying is, I just I want a Wonder Woman movie. I'll be I'll be like not afraid to take my daughter to. Obviously, I have to vet the movie first. So I do with everything. I, 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 that's why she. That's why we haven't gone back to see Rogue One. I can't take her to oh, see dude, it. That's not a kid movie. No, not only that. My daughter couldn't handle that. That Harry Potter's parents weren't coming back to life. Ouch. Yeah. So serious black must have been really yeah. cool to her. But actually, maybe we should just take a minute, here, a couple of minutes here before we wrap up uh, to talk quickly because we're all back from Christmas break now. Talk about Rogue One real quick. What an awesome movie! It was a really good movie. Oh my god! I very the, muchly enjoyed it. The that had to be the 
the last half hour had to be the best half hour in all mm, Star Wars yep. cinematic it, ever. It was. Oh well, you know what? I don't know. I, I the the whole the third act of Return of the Jedi is still really. Sp- I mean, the, the three battles in Jedi. Yeah. You know that's what? That's really well done. No, up until the Battle of Scarif. I thought uh, Return of the Jedi had the space battle in cinema. Yep. Nope. No more. Not anymore. No more. That just watch it, and I'm assuming at this point the movie's if just you made seen a, it by now. I mean, the, been... the movie's made a billion dollars, so let's just kind of assume that everyone who's listening to the show, all 15 of you, are uh, have seen the movie. I still say I'm going to prefer the Return of the Jedi space battle more. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, I, I mean, don't know. I, I crashing love... a star destroyer into another star well, destroyer, no, using a hammerhead, yeah. to push one star destroyer into another, and then both crash into the force force field generator. Wow. So I'm assuming this is a uh, spoilerific. If review. they haven't watched it by now, They're probably yeah. <laughs> this, by the time this episode goes live. It would have been a month and a half. What I am, what I am going to say though, is that I'm so glad we finally got the Darth Vader. We've all been that we all deserved. We've been waiting to see since 1977. Ah, this is the Darth Vader. He was like not just badass, but like scary, terrifying horror movie. When 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 you see them all like trying to get through that door, and then you just see the black, and you hear. the breathe, you hear the breathing apparatus. Yeah. And then that, and then the, just the red, red light ignites, oh. and you're like, "Oh shit, it's happening!" And you, and you can like feel the genuine fear in the in the, uh, oh, yeah. the rebel I mean, soldiers, like, "Oh shit, they're gonna die." Yeah. Going yeah. going into this, the, I I the one the one my favorite moment of Darth Vader I've ever seen has been a panel of in comic books in the Darth Vader when during Vader down yeah. comic arc. When it's the final, final, um, final panel of the on, of the page, and it just shows Darth Vader surrounded by hundreds, yeah. hundreds, hundreds of rebel of soldiers, rebels, and he says, "All I'm surrounded by is fear, fear. and dead yeah. men." Yeah, that was this Darth Vader I'm waiting to see, and I finally saw it. Yep. I mean, and the, and the, uh, let's let's see. I mean, the end was so satisfying. It's like as soon as that movie was over, it's like I gotta get home and watch episode four. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people give like shit to the CGI for for um. Oh, for the, the reproductions, yeah. I didn't mind. The I didn't mind. I, I didn't mind Princess Leia. Leia. I thought it was an actual actress, right? Who was I, playing? I'm like, oh wow. I didn't mind Princess Leia because you only saw her for like five seconds. Yeah. The Tarkin one. Tarkin yeah. took me out of it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's just something about the eyes. Why are you so shiny? <laughs> just, just the, the the skin around the eyes. But and they the should eyes have just gotten Ralph Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes to play him. Uh, no, you know, I think they should have gotten the guy um, Wayne Pygram. who played him in uh, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, oh, and the, whoever I know she played Mon Mothma in, in Revenge of the Sith, but. She looked oh spot on spot, spot on. on nailed it yeah and and somebody get Obi Wan some freaking uh, suntan lotion because apparently living in the desert is just hell on your skin yeah because Bill Organa looked pretty damn good for twenty years <laughs> that Alderanian air must there must be something in that oh they live in the air. Alps yeah that's true yeah the Swiss they, Alps exactly actually just just briefly. How badass was that? The ending of the Star Wars Rebel mid mid season trailer. Oh, that was really cool. 
I haven't watched. Yeah, the, I haven't watched season the the, the, you're the, in the season. wrong place. Um, yeah. You're in the wrong place, Brad. <laughs> All will yeah, be James explained Arnold. in time. Yeah, it's not James Arnold Taylor this is Steve Stanton. Really? I thought I thought I might. I thought I heard. Steve Stanton were... sounds more like Alec Baldwin. I mean, not Alec Guinness. I thought I'd heard that they might be bringing back Ewan McGregor for it. Well, I know he. Yeah, I know he's he's still lobbying to play Obi Wan in his solo movie. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, who knows if, uh, what we might see in episode eight? Yeah. Well, once once Woody, we also see what happens with the Han Solo movie. So Woody, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody yeah. Harrelson cast. So anyway, guys, great. Great conversation. Yes. yes. So, it's that time of year again. Our next episode, we're going back to the music of 30 years ago. Yes. Where we have our 1987 Rockathon. Yes. Probably one, 1987 is probably one of the, one of the greatest influential yes. years. What we're going to do is, we I'm already saying it right up front, we're splitting into two shows. We're gonna, the first show will be singles. The second show will be albums. Yep. So. We're also talking about maybe doing a format change instead of just going over the number one hits. We might do something a little different. So what we want is we want your favorite singles from 1987. We want your favorite albums released in 1987. And we want you to send them to either geeksaladradio at gmail.com. Um, you can post that stuff right up on our Twitter page, at geeksaladradio. Uh, you can also post it on our Facebook page, which is just called Geek Salad Podcast. Uh, while you're at it, if you want to check out our 1986 episode like I did today at the gym, um, you can go to the Podbean app or uh, Stitcher, uh, the Stitcher app or uh, just check out the full archive at geeksalad.podbean.com. You can even check the um, the archive out on the iTunes store. Damn it. What? Most people wouldn't an album until next year. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. So, anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Your dispersal models don't correlate. Uh, they do if you factor in the seasonal fluctuations and reproduction cycles. What exactly are we debating? The average number of bugs Barry swallows in a day of running. I look forward to seeing you accept your Nobel. <laughs>